1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next
2: adventure on Fishing Booker. Do you have a particular agenda with your videos?
1: Well, other than trying to attract hot women uh, uh, (laughs) with my handsome face, you know.
2: Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to what should prove to be a pretty interesting show on this episode of Ron Spomer Outdoors Podcast. I have a surprise, and I think most of you are not going to believe, that you just might be interested in speaking with two old English teachers. (laughs) So this is not going to be a lesson in grammar, folks, but I do find it interesting that a couple of us gun nuts on YouTube were former English teachers. And today I have a special guest who is not only an English teacher, but he is currently the most popular outdoor gun YouTuber out there. He has something like 45, 45, No, about 7 million subscribers or a little more. And his biggest video has 45 million views. So this gentleman is probably going to be fairly familiar to you. When I announce his name, a lot of you won't be surprised. It is Hickok45. Welcome to Ron Spomer Outdoors podcast, Hickok.
1: Well, thanks. Hello, everybody. Uh, after that introduction, now I don't know if I can live up to that or not. But I, You'd better watch your be grammar. <laughs> well, I, I will. Yeah, I'm, I am an old English teacher. I'm a former English teacher, and I'm old, so I'm really an old English teacher.
2: <laughs> you know that is interesting, Hickok, because not only was I also a former English teacher, but my, a lot of my interest in firearms was initiated by my English teacher in high school. He was a uh-huh. hunter, and he had lots of guns, and he sort of took me under his wing um and really inspired me and in, encouraged me to do what I do to this day I, I got started as an outdoor writer and then of course moved into this. How did you get That's started cool. on on youtube
1: uh well, on youtube i of course I' had been a shooter most of my life too since i well since I was twelve i guess but I I was teaching. Speaking of teaching, I was I was really fortunate where I taught. I was able to teach the novel Shane. You you can imagine? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, first a lot of people they wouldn't get excited about that, but for me and probably you, you would really enjoy that. And and uh, and so I I just uh, you know you do whatever you can. These were seventh eighth graders to to keep the interest up, and and plus I thought it was fun. I brought in. Uh, we were a high tech school where I taught, and I just did some stuff out here on the shooting table with my, with my Colt, you know, single action armies, you know, lever gun and shotgun, double barrel, and just, uh, you know, just some live firing and talked and showed how it worked. And of course you get the real, real bullets, you know, real firing and, uh, took it into the class, the video, uh, <laughs> uh, it may have been a C, no, yeah, it was a CD, I guess at that time. And, and, and showed it on the wall and everything and, you know, introduced, told the the kids, you know, this is the real deal here. This is how it sounds, how it works, and all that kind of thing, and played them the boring video. I sent it to my son, John, who was in college at the time, just to show him what I'd done. Yeah, it was a CD because I sent him a copy of it. And uh, he said, Dad, uh, this was like 2007 or 6, 7. He said, there's just not much on YouTube with firearms uh, that's any good. You ought to you know, put something like this on, on YouTube. Yeah, maybe. So we, uh, that was too long and boring, really even more long and longer and more boring than I am normally now. But, uh, so it wasn't really suitable to put that whole thing on there. And so we just did a little couple of things with Glocks and, and just a little informal, uh, informational, you know, thing. This is a Glock 19. Here's how you break it down and that kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and just stuck it on there and a couple of goofy things shooting through my car or something like that. Cause you know, I've got the range, got the place that just is at that time. Uh, most of what was on YouTube was like stupid stuff. I don't know if you remember back then, but there oh, yeah. wasn't as much educational stuff on there. It was like a place to go put a dumb cat video. Still is, I guess, but uh, to do, and it still is a place to put dumb stuff of course, but it was mostly that I think at the time. And so, but uh so anyway, I just kind of went from there, and more people, even the the videos where I was trying to provide a little information, mm-hmm. uh, they seemed to it, but didn't know how to edit, uh, you know, on the video I'm showing, turn the camera on, you know, and yeah. then walking back and starting to talk, didn't even know how to edit that out, you know, and, and so a little pocket camera on a tripod, <laughs> and uh, it, and more people seem to like it than we thought should, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and some subscribers started building. It's, well, right, we could do some more things. Yeah, we could do fifteen videos. Probably, we could do my shotguns, do my lever guns, do this. And i really had them written down. Just some videos we could do. Just throw it out there, just for fun, and whatever I could get back. No, it, no notion that there was any way to make a a, a buck out of it or a living. Now, that wasn't even a part of the universe at that time. Right. It was almost a year later before I got an email that, that uh asking if we wanted to be partners. I think we had a thousand subscribers or something, and I didn't even know what that was. So it was a totally different mentality not to pat myself on the back. I, it just it just wasn't our thing, you know. And uh and so it just kind of started from there and then more people watched and subscribed and you know, it was kind of a mystery and we just kept doing it. But we never did really get away from for the most part, just putting up the camera or John, you know, holding the camera or me holding it for him and just let it roll for the whole 10, 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how we got going. Shane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I expect a lot of folks don't even know what yeah. Shane is anymore, but they can check it out. Oh, Who wrote that novel? You... Uh, remember
1: the author? Oh, gosh, it's a long... oh man, I'm drawing a blank.
2: Yeah, me too. Hey, well, there's yeah. a movie version yeah, too. Yeah, I'm drawing so. a blank on it. Yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's, it's uh, for people in the audience, it's a really good novel. Now, the movie is great, too. Most people like Westerns, you know, love, love that. Uh, and there are obviously some differences. But it's a, it's a very well-written novel. The name may come to me before. Huh? It's been like 10 years since I taught it or yeah. thought about that. But, uh, yeah, it's a very good novel.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Yeah. Say, how did you um, come up with Hickok 45 for the name of your channel? it was a marketing decision
1: <laughs> no actually it was nothing like that it would have been a pretty good marketing decision yeah, for those people who know wild bill hickok it's amazing exactly. how people again talk about shane there's a lot of people who've never heard of wild bill hickok uh, i i was uh i was just on forums and and you know uh, prowling around the internet I, i've been a computer guy kind of i was into them back in 81 i had an apple II, you know so so I was on the forums and Glock talk and some of those that existed back back mm-hmm. in the day, and I think my first my I can't remember my, my I think my first uh, username was like Glock or G Glock or something, but then I changed it to Hickok forty five. I'd read oh, several yeah. books about Wild Bill, and I was yeah. just always fascinated by him because I was mainly a pistol guy growing up and up until recently actually, and I, and I still it's my first love handguns, and he was. Really, you know, principal pistoliers, and he could really shoot, as you probably know. He was the real deal. Uh, it wasn't all mythology, like it is with a lot of uh, Western, uh, you know, what uh, personalities. And anyway, I just, I just, I, uh, I didn't change my username, or, or I need a username for this forum or that, or I didn't have one yet, and uh, I just Hickok, you know, that's cool. And I put a 45 on it because that's my favorite caliber. Generally, I shoot a lot of 45 and love 45. That's how that came about. So when I started the YouTube channel, it was anything but a marketing thing. I was just a username i had been using, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, it was just perfect. I thought it was a brilliant marketing decision. It's one of those serendipitous (laughs) (laughs) just sort of fell in your lap. (laughs) I should, I should
1: claim that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I would have been smart to adopt something other than my name, but yeah, well too late well, now
1: <laughs> i don't know you got a you got a cool name you got a cool name i uh i come across your videos you know i don't i don't really hunt i did back in the early 70s i just sort of got away from it when i realized how easy it was to hit steel targets that you don't have to get up early to find and you know you don't have to field dress them <laughs> so my steel animals over there are always ready to be hunted any time of the day but and they're always in season <laughs> yeah but uh but i, I don't know what I, i'm searching for I don't know, just doing research for a video on a firearm and ch- chambering or something. I, I've i run across your videos and, and I've sat and, you know, it's kind of interesting to me because like, man, you are a super hunter and I really don't hunt, but I'm sitting watching your videos and, and uh, I enjoy your videos. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your, your show. Uh, I, I, I enjoy your style and it's also, you you keep it interesting and you you, you keep it. Well, you don't keep it simple. And I said, well, it's simple enough so people can understand. It's obvious you've taught. You know, I didn't know you were an English teacher. That explains it. I taught middle school most of my teaching career, some high school. But you know how it is. You have to. You got to explain things clearly, right? You got a bunch of adolescents in in your in front of you. Uh, and so I think that that comes through with uh, with, with your approach whether you're talking about ballistic coefficients, or oh my gosh, I saw something you were doing on the What's it, the Coriolis effect?
2: Cool, oh, gosh, the yes, word? the Coriolis effect. I thought,
1: oh man, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, because you, you, you try to explain things like I find myself doing sometimes, and some things are hard to explain, and but <laughs> you know, right. you're used to talking to the teenagers. <laughs> Comes through.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It was just I, I try to make things understandable. You get these complicated subjects like that. You know, and it's difficult. I have trouble understanding. And when I finally get it drilled into the old thick head, I uh, consider how difficult it was. And then I try to reformulate that (laughs) so that other folks like me can understand it. And that's kind of why I do what I do. And that raises my my question to you is, do you have a particular agenda with your videos? Are you trying to entertain and educate at the same time? Because it seems like what, what your videos accomplish is just that. Do you have any other particular goals? Yeah.
1: Well, other than trying to attract hot women uh, uh, <laughs> with my handsome face, you know, uh, well, the I, well, our, our our primary focus is the Second Amendment. You know, I mean, that is always uh, a focus, you know, promote the Second Amendment, uh, the shooting sports, uh, the enjoyment of, of the shooting sports. Uh, and how and, and setting a good example, and we do some silly things occasionally, but I I felt that my entire life, as, as you might be able to relate to as an English teacher, I, uh, back in the 70s, it was a different world. Uh, there, you know, you find yourself at a dinner party or, you know, maybe my wife's uh, 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 I don't know, friends or wherever it is, some group, you don't really know everybody. And, you know, at that time, there weren't as many shooters, it seemed like. Uh, now, you could just, in a crowd, you could, every other person's probably got a carry permit, it seems like, you know. But yeah. it was a little different back then, and so you wouldn't lead with talking about firearms. And uh, I always thought it was good to, to let people get to know me a little bit, and that I was an English teacher, and we could have a little discussion about Shakespeare if you want to. But I also like firearms, and I think it's always been a, an interest of mine to just, just represent the shooting sports as best I could. And we still try to do that, you know, with, with our videos. And, uh, and that that's one of the the most important things. If we don't do anything else, I think, and then we have fun, you know, uh, you know, when we started doing this, the thing I didn't mention earlier, John and I, my son partner, you know, we do this, uh, we, we When we realized that more people were subscribing than than should, you know, wow, a lot of bad taste out there. People like these <laughs> videos for some reason. You know, we, we couldn't believe. And uh, we it couldn't. And we've got, like I said, 15 videos or something we could do. And that'd be our contribution uh, to the world from what I've learned about it to pass it on. Maybe I can help somebody. And... uh And we actually talked about that, had this conversation about, well, we, you know, this, we're not going to get too many followers because I was not in the military and I've never been a real cop. I volunteered, just some volunteer work in my county, but I've never been a sworn deputy or anything. And so I don't have military experience. I'm I'm not an expert. I'm not even a certified firearms trainer or anything like that. And uh, so, you know, we're not going to have too big an audience, you know, because I I don't have any of those credentials or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And. So, we really surprisingly discovered that, well, most shooters don't either, I think, is what it is. And and so, so in a way, we represent every man, I guess you'd say. Yeah. You know, I'm not a high-speed, low-drag guy. I'm not a hot-shot cop or anything like that, uh, an operator. And I just, uh, so we, I, I guess one of our missions then is to, to provide that, you know, for the average person, because that seems to be a large part of of our audience. It's the average shooter of all ages, young and old, as well as cops and soldiers. Now they're not maybe looking for information as much, but I can't tell you how many cops come to meet and greets and uh, just. Uh, they they just really love the videos,
2: you know. But yeah. again, I'm
1: just an average guy. I don't have any credentials. You know?
2: Well, I think I think that is your strong point. Is you're just every man, and you're so relatable, and, and you're straight up and honest too. It comes across. Your personality is approachable, yeah. and you are just. I, I think anyone who shoots knows you because they see a lot of you in themselves. So that's well, maybe, so uh, we're I'm, just
1: regular guys. Yeah. yeah, we're just regular guys. And, and plus we're not, uh, we're, we're uh, as much as I love a lot of the gun companies. We don't, we don't, uh, we're not uh, sold out to any gun companies. You know, we mm-hmm. uh, we've had to turn down advertising and some different things from gun companies and we just intentionally stay out of their pockets. And uh, our sponsors are, are nobody that there's any conflict with. If we have a sponsor for some product, then, then that's certainly nothing we're going to review, you know, because I don't mean, right. feel like I'd have any credibility with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, we're we're pretty objective, you
2: know. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the thing I really appreciate about what you do is that you're safe about it. You You're not only setting an example of responsible gun ownership, but you're teaching it as well. And you really really emphasize safety aspects. And as you mentioned earlier, so many of this nonsense on YouTube is just to get hits. They'll do crazy, silly things and and quite often unsafe. And I always cringe when I see those with shooting. But what I like about your channel is it's not, it's responsible shooting, it's educational at the same time. And your attitude is one of acceptance and, accessibility, and you're having fun. And I think it shows the general yeah. population, anyone who watches your videos that, gosh, I get s- these gun nuts aren't all a bunch of crazy macho hyped up on steroids ready to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. They're just average guys who enjoy <laughs> yeah. shooting targets.
1: Yeah. You, you've been into firearms forever. You know, yeah, you, you know that. And, and people who are involved in the shooting sports know that there are a lot of people who don't necessarily know that, but Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We want everybody to be welcome uh, to our channel, and and I think everybody is. I've spoken with women's groups. There, for whatever reason, there are a lot of uh, female shooters that, that like the videos, and and you know, we we just try not to be intimidating, and 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 like yourself, when we're explaining things, try to <laughs> keep it at a seventh grade level because my mind is about a third grade level. So <laughs> I'm actually reaching up to get to a seventh grade level, but uh, you know how it is if, yeah. from teaching and, and just being a human walking around the planet. You know, when someone's talking about something you're not familiar with, you know, you, firearms, computers, or whatever it might be, you really, it's easy to miss it and not understand it. You know, so yeah. we try to keep it simple and, uh, and, and yeah, we have fun. We, um, oh we we push the edge a little bit maybe uh but but we try to be safe, you know in everything we're doing demonstrates safety, exaggerates safety. uh we do a few things that helped early on, I think, getting the younger audience on board, whether it was shooting a bunch of watermelons or whatever you're doing, because everybody loves that if you're a shooter, yeah. uh, carving pumpkins, you know things like that they are just a, a standby we do every year, and uh I think that's helped. Uh, reach out into the general public to a certain extent because early on we'd have news stations and different things would want to contact us about like the pumpkin carving we do every year you know uh-huh. leno had that on uh, and then gutfeld and different things and you know you yeah, know that's just something we do what's unusual about that you know
2: yeah i guess to the hollywood folks fun. it's pretty unusual <laughs> no yeah it's yeah. funny
1: uh yeah because they didn't uh, you know people who were Normally, you would think they are really turned off by firearms. That carving, that pumpkin carving, we do every year, and you know, from way back the beginning, uh, that wasn't as much a turnoff uh, to the news outlets. You know, MSNBC and all sorts of news outlets on digital. You know, they contacted us and local news stations and wanted to do something on that. You know, you know, you it's like, well, are you sure it's a firearm? Doesn't that scare you? You know, but. <laughs> Who knew?
2: Well, listen, from the early days on YouTube to now, have you seen any significant changes in what either what they limit you to or what you prefer to do or you just have simply noticed on the firearms channels on YouTube?
1: Yeah, they have become more restrictive. uh, And uh, some of it is based in uh, ignorance. And then some of it is just uh, I don't know, fear from their advertisers. And I understand uh, some of it, obviously they're, they're going for advertisers and they know that a lot of advertisers, they don't want to advertise on a, on a video. That's, you know, some wacko, you know, doing something, you know? So, so they have to monitor that to some extent. If I owned YouTube or I owned a platform like that, everybody complains about the freedom, lack of freedom, uh, but but when you get right down to it, let's say you owned a platform competing with YouTube or whatever, and you're, the only way you could do that is if you have advertisers, right, and keep that going. So there has to be limits. So I think most of us understand that. But there are some silly things. I the, Recently, there have been people who've gotten strikes and had the trouble channels uh, either taken down temporarily. I don't know if they've been taken down permanently, but for doing just things like having a 30 round magazine or having, uh, putting on a suppressor and taking it off, you know, falling under modified co- or modifying a gun. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're really big on modifying a gun yeah. in video yeah, and I noticed what they consider modifying a gun. is like putting a side on it, you know, putting a yeah. red dot on it in the video or putting a suppressor on things that just normal, you know? So I, I think they backed off of some of that recently. There've been some, some meetings at high levels about that. And, uh, I, I think they're getting educated at least on some of that, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a difficult terrain to operate in to some extent. You may have encountered some of that yourself, Yeah, uh, but you can generally work around it. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You well, know, when I do my videos, I try to think of things that people would want to know or learn. Um, and, and I get a lot of that from the comments that come in guys will ask about certain cartridges or the differences between, or what does a bullet do once you've launched it? Does it really rise or does it immediately start to drop? And that gets us into some pretty interesting stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As you've noticed, but I've also noticed that really unusual firearms do do well. My, I mean, your biggest was uh shooting a pumpkin, but I think your second biggest video, if I researched it, and I thought it was the, uh, uh, the Henry, the original Henry from 1860, the the mm. brass-framed Henry lever-action rifle. That one was real popular. Yeah. To me, it's like, well, why is that popular? No one has that, no functions any Well, I guess they make replicas now, but it's not yeah. like a big yeah. modern gun that everyone wants to use. And for <laughs> a hunting, know. it's really not effective. But, wow, did you get a bunch of hits on that. So, how many did you get on that well, one?
1: And that's a bit... I don't know what it is now, but I, I, I noticed that it gets comments still, uh that that it's still a fairly popular video. And that's the thing about what we do. So many of our videos are on firearms that are they're they're gonna be out there forever. And mm-hmm. uh, we we don't the main thrust of what we do is not oh, trying to get everything that's new. Uh uh-huh. I'm bad about that. In fact, I go to Shot Show and I'll I'll make a list of something, I'll just jot down or take pictures of things. I need to get one of those at some point and slow about following up on it. And we typically we'll get a firearm about a year later after everybody else has done, you know, made the rounds on it. We don't do the first look thing. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't want to get involved in that. Uh, I, we're just as likely like this week, if we're going to do video this week to do one on on a trapdoor Springfield again, or something like that, you know, uh, as we are a brand new polymer pistol, we do both is what we do. Mm -hmm. And I, and I just love the fact. That, that people have interest in those old guns. you know. Yeah. We'll put up a revolver video and it might get more views than uh, the newest polymer pistol. So yeah. there's a lot of interest in firearms and of all kinds. And and boy, that just suits me to a T because that's my interest. I love everything from an old Henry or loaders. I've got some old Civil War rifles we've done videos with. As much as I enjoy a, a hunting rifle, I've got a Model 70 made in 1940. And I've got, of course, AR-15s and Glocks and SIGs and FNs. And I enjoy all of them. And I am just so pleased that uh, that at least enough viewers like all. And that's another surprise, really. Early on, uh, you talked about, you know, I'm not a cop. I'm not an a, a ex-military veteran or anything. So who's going to care what I have to show or say? The same thing. I didn't expect to get views where people be interested in uh a model nineteen three fifty seven magnum revolver you know mm-hmm. that's an old man gun who, who nobody's gonna be interested in that but people are really into revolvers and lever guns it's great yeah you know, See, i don't know if you've seen that i don't know if you do any of that at all you probably don't do much hunting or are involved with those sorts of firearms even if you like them i guess or, or do you
2: i've mostly been focusing on uh, rifles, hunting rifles, but I will get into handguns now and yeah. then. And of course I get into the older lever actions cause I started off hunting with a model 94 and I enjoy them. So yeah. I'm getting, I'm broadening my horizons a bit, but I, um, what I found is yeah. that people just like think, see to them, it's new to us. It's the old guns, but to the younger shooters coming on board, yeah. they're just as, as new as the latest model, AR that's come out or something. So I think it's worth covering that. And I've also noticed that if there's something really odd, my most popular video doesn't have a 10th of the hits of your most popular probably, but it is a really unusual gun. I'm just wondering if you've ever stumbled across it, the Honig rotary round action. Have you ever seen that?
1: I'm not saying that. No.
2: You might want to check out, check Uh, out my video. Another on video. that one, because it is a remarkably unusual gun. It has a, a twisting action. We're going to see if maybe I can get my crew to uh, put up a sample of that. To, maybe you could even see it if yeah. they can put it up there. See if they, uh, yeah, I yeah it looks like they're bringing it up now. Just take a look at it. And I might recognize if it. it. You ever seen anything like this?
1: Oh, that that is neat. No, I've not seen one of those. Yeah. Twists open. Looks like really uh, high quality too.
2: Oh, super high quality. There's, if you're looking at a video right now, you'll see the man who made it and he just retired uh, maybe three years ago. He's in his mid eighties, but he came up with this whole thing on his own. He's just a a mechanical genius and he builds incredibly beautiful firearms and, and, People yeah, just man. love this video. They they like to see that gun open and close. They like to hear the sound of it closing. I've done several spin-off videos yeah. from it. <laughs> it's really an innovative mechanical genius. Yeah, you might want to check that Wait, out what sometime, right?
1: Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Well, you know, that is, that's the thing. I think uh, people who are into firearms at all, they, I think we're all fascinated by the machinery of it. You know, just the Mm -hmm. mechanics and how they work It's it's like a lever gun. I see comments on lever gun videos uh, about that sound of that lever gun and that, that action working just, it, it just gets uh, into your, your, your blood, you know? Yeah. And of course we diehard shooters can identify with that. Yeah. That's a beautiful rifle.
2: Now, speaking of unusual rifles and or shotguns, what is the most unusual one that you've come across? Surely you've found some really rare ones in your searches for all the things like trap. going back as far as the trapdoor Springfield. What else have you found mm-hmm. in the history books?
1: Well, well you know, I'm not a, uh, I am not as, uh, oh, I don't know, as much a student of of really unusual firearms, uh, there are so many firearms that that I like and I find interesting that I've not worked my way through that are, you know, not all that unusual. Uh, I'm still learning. Uh, you know, I've said this before in videos. I, I really enjoy uh, Ian McCullough. You know, Ian from Forgotten Weapons, and uh, he does a lot of unusual firearms and features them. Does a wonderful job with that. And I'm not as I'm not that guy. I uh, I'm still just fascinated and still learning what an 1842 Harper's Ferry is. You know, mm-hmm. it was using you know studying the the pre Civil War era and what those early flintlocks and that kind of thing. In fact, I bought a Harper's Ferry 1842 is one reason I mentioned it, about a year ago, and and I had never owned a smoothbore percussion revolver or a rifle or smoothbore musket like that before. Mm-hmm. and have done a couple of videos with it and i just find that fascinating i've got some civil war rifles in 1861 an infield um you know i don't have a henry i don't really want a henry because i want to be able to shoot it you know, but uh yeah i've got a reproduction i like but so i mean those are the firearms that that when i venture in a, a way, when i got out of college my first interests were primarily the big smith and wesson revolvers you know 44 mm-hmm. 357s i love that and and as I ventured out from there, I got into shotguns, and mostly shotguns, not rifles, but then other handguns, of 1911s, and you know that sort of thing, and then military firearms like M1 carbines, uh, you know M1 Garand, uh, those firearms. Learning more about those, and then I eventually purchased those and shoot those, uh, and then muzzle loaders. I love the Hawken rifles, and then from there I got into. Uh, well, muzzle-loading shotgun, got a couple of those now. And mm-hmm. and then the Civil War rifles and things like that, rifle muskets. So, so my feeble brain just has enough work to do trying to get through the more common, you know, firearms that are a part of our history. And uh, I just got still a ways to go with those. <laughs> I guess. Oh, gosh, so I don't yeah. get sidetracked as much, yeah, or distracted. Well, not distracted. That's not the right word, maybe. But I, I just don't go down those rabbit holes of those really unusual firearms because there's so many of them. You know, I, yeah. there's so many. I you go, you know that you go to a gun show. I went to Tulsa, the Wanamaker show last weekend, and you know like, what in the world is that thing? You know, right? well, there's just so <laughs> many firearms to learn about, and uh, so yeah. I'm still, I'm still working on what the heck a, you know, a 1911 is. You know, so. yeah.
2: Well, will leave you know, all what that I other think stuff to you. I think this goes back to your authenticity and and your relatability. Most people can't find these rare guns. You know, it's fun to see one and say, wow, I I didn't know something like that existed. But you're never going to get your hands on one. Whereas you are dealing with firearms that people can get and use.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I enjoy interesting firearms uh, and historical firearms. We have an opportunity to grab a, a Johnson. You know, if you're familiar with the Johnson rifle that, uh, uh, that was actually carried by someone who won the medal of honor on Iwo Jima, mm-hmm. you know, and it, so we we may do that. Uh, but you know, uh, so specific guns that have a lot of history built into it, It's kind of pretty neat. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm just a shooter, you know, and, uh, I enjoy going out with a 1911 and plinking around the place and, yeah. and that kind of thing more so than, you know, than unusual guns. Yeah. You know. Speaking That's just of me, you know.
2: Speaking of plinking around the place, how many rounds do you think you fire in a year?
1: I, you know, it's hard to, hard to say, I, uh, I really don't know. You'd almost go through the video. I could, I could probably tally it up, looking at videos and then thinking <laughs> what I shoot outside of video, but I never really thought about it I, at one point back 10 or 20 years ago, I, I think I figured I'd probably fired a, a million rounds. Uh, just based on my reloading. And I used to track my primer cases. I'd save them and how many, like, that's how I knew I fired my Model 29, my my first one, uh, like 75 or 80,000 rounds through it because I tracked it for a long time. And that was the gun I shot the most. But uh, I don't know, I've, I've lost track of all that. And in some ways, the videos, it looks like I shoot more than I probably do because I may go a week and I shoot that much just to, you know, randomly a few shots here and there but then the next week we'll do four or five videos and of course if you're just looking through the videos and wow you your machine gun and next one is shooting all these and, and and especially people who are catching up they've not seen all the videos and they're going back and just looking at them randomly they, it just looks like wow this guy must shoot every day you know 10 different firearms so i think there's a phenomenon there
2: yeah well, that's why I asked the question because it looked like you were putting yeah. quite a few rounds down range. Yeah.
1: And, and as I've said in videos, I enjoy, I, I really do enjoy uh, going out, pick, putting a revolver on my hip and a pocket, well, not even full of rounds and just going out and shooting stumps or, and I've got some targets set out around the place, but I'll have to shoot stumps. I can shoot a steel target over there on the hill, even in the woods, I've got some things that, that aren't, as, aren't seen in videos as much, but as I'm just hiking around with a, my favorite mm-hmm. uh, hacking knife, you know, and or maybe a revolver or a 1911 or whatever I have, and just taking a shot maybe every now and then if I want to, or I might come back and not having fired a shot. It just depends. Yeah,
2: yeah isn't that wonderful that you live in a place, and I'm similar, where you can strap on a gun and walk out and enjoy some shooting, without worrying yeah. about the authorities or the inappropriateness of the activity and et cetera, et cetera. How many places left in this world can a man do that? Yeah, no,
1: I know, I, know. Yeah. I, I, I don't take it for granted. Civilization is just uh, expanding you know, exponentially, including where I live to some extent, I'm only about uh, 20, 25 minutes out of Nashville in this whole middle Tennessee area is just exploded. It's just unbelievable if you've ever been to Nashville or if you ever get down there very often. But you don't even recognize this area; it's growing so fast, which is great for your real estate value. But uh, I may, I may need to move further into the country before long. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'd be
2: like Daniel Boone, huh? Keep moving west. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now yeah. you go too far yeah, west, real. and you're running into the same problem.
1: Oh, well, I know, I know. No. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's and land is so expensive most places too now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, you know, that's, it's our heritage, you know, the United States was, was made by the Daniel Boone types, you know, progressing westward and pioneering new areas. And, and having that second amendment, I think is so important to having these freedoms. Um, I, I don't know how other people feel, but I just can't imagine not having the right to carry a gun out into the woods. I understand if it's private property and I can't access it, et cetera, but if it's public land, a national forest or my own property or, friends where i have permission why can't i go out there with a 22 or a 357 on my hip and by right. golly, in this country we still can but we're going to have to stay on our toes to keep things rolling or we're going to potentially lose that uh,
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of forces working against it uh, especially lately yeah
2: yeah so you know where do you see where do you where do you see this going at, especially Hickok 45 where do you see your channel going Are you going to hang in there and keep working on it for a long, long time? Do you have a certain goal or or a cutoff point or what?
1: As long as I enjoy it, I, I see no reason not to do it. I, uh, I, it's just, it's kind of the way it started. I was shooting right here on this range. Well, I don't know how many years I can't do the math that quick, but since 86, you know, so, and we started doing this, uh, well videos, I guess, 2007, so so I've been shooting right here and uh, on this place for a long time. And then, you know, if, if for whatever reason, we're not doing videos, I'll still be shooting here. So it's just a matter of, uh, as long as it's fun and, uh, it's, you know, people are willing to watch, you know, mm-hmm. people get something out of it. You know, I'll yeah. Probably keep doing it. I keep my health and everything.
2: Sure. Well, I hope you do. So what do you hope will be the value or the legacy of your channel and what you've been doing now for the last, how long you've been at this 15 years or so? Yes. Yes.
1: Well, I, I hope that, uh, I guess when I'm gone, these videos will still be popping up somewhere. I I mean, I I hope we provide some, um, uh, like, like what we've been talking about, you know, uh, some demonstrations of using firearms safely, wisely. Uh, having having fun with them, but being safe and uh, just uh, hopefully a, a good representation of the hobby and in, in, in the Second Amendment, you know. Yeah. You know, for as long as YouTube's around or wherever they're posted, we put them on Rumble and also on GunStreamer too. So, and and they some of them get pirated here and there. So I guess uh, down the road there will be somebody. I've been gone for 50 years, just like yourself. Someone will be popping up a Ron Spro- Spomer video, you know, or something. Maybe yes. 200 years from now, when when if you you violate the thought police, if you even think about a 30-odd-6, you know, there'll still be somebody that's we'll, looking at one of your videos.
2: We'll be under, underground contraband. The people will be arrested for watching us. That's right. Historical artifacts. Yeah. The I, two old fuds from the two thousand. By the way,
1: I thought about you. <laughs> by the way, before I forget, but I thought about you recently. I uh, I'm headed to the NRA and I do my Sunday video a little earlier, and I I got to uh, yakking about things like I do in the Sunday videos and, and and shooting and I don't know if I was missing or yeah I was missing I was shooting I was shooting over something down in the ravine down there and I realized I need to hold lower anyway I got to talking just randomly off the cuff about how. You know, in case viewers are not aware, when you're shooting downhill or uphill, then your bullet prints higher, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't really mean to get into that, but there I go. my it's kind of like that, uh, whatever that effect with the earth turn. Oh, no, here I go. Okay, let me kind of try to explain that. why yeah. is it that when you shoot... Uphill, You know, so I thought of you, okay, I needed you to step in and explain that, you know, (laughs) but I mean, you're the, I mean, and things like that, you're just the, I I have watched enough of you and, uh, the cartridges, the hunting cartridges, and and especially, I mean, you have so much experience with that. It's just incredible, incredible. You've been to Africa, I guess, lots of times, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 16, 17 times going again later this year. Yeah, that's another place where one likes to exercise his freedom. Yeah, I I see it. It's quite similar to the Western U.S. back in the pioneer days. You know, they had a real similar thing going on in Africa. People were pioneering back into the so-called wild lands. And, of course, they have that hunting tradition, and they're maintaining it. And the interesting thing about Africa, of course, is that now the best wildlife populations are all in the hunting districts. You get out of the regulated hunting areas and there's no wildlife because there's no one there to protect it. They don't have a system like ours with game wardens and departments and whatever. So, uh, hunting is critically important to the survival of wildlife over there. So it's another good reason to go.
1: Well, it is here too, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hunters are who keep it going. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to wrap this up by thanking you for keeping it going too. I, I just think you're a wonderful example for anyone, young people, old people, and non-shooters, as well as shooters, about why we enjoy our firearms, why we enjoy hunting, shooting, and you're not much of a hunter, but you're a shooter, and that's a whole other aspect of it. And that just, I think, sets an example of why the Second Amendment is important and gives people a great idea of what guns mean to the average American. If you don't mind being called an average American, I'm pretty sure that's what you stand for.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably below average, but <laughs> <laughs> average is a, is a job for me. So.
2: <laughs> well, I sure but appreciate you your to average. To you. yeah. I appreciate your average YouTube channel and all your videos. And I would encourage <laughs> all of our listeners to check you out. I can't imagine if you have over 7 million subscribers already that people don't know who you are, but there's always somebody out there who's needing a revelation. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah, probably somebody. But I yeah. yeah, I appreciate uh what you do and uh yeah, thanks thanks a lot. And uh you can go conjugate some verbs th- this
2: afternoon, maybe. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get together at a show and we'll have a we'll conjugate over a beer or something and
1: we'll give a lesson on video about lie and lay or something. How's that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Hickok, for joining us. Hey everybody, you get a chance, just Punch in Hickok45 and get set for a real good time. And you could probably spend the next two months watching his videos and there'd be plenty more to see. Until next time, this is Ron Spomer with Ron Spomer Outdoors Podcast thanking you for joining us. We will see you next time. In the meantime, hunt honest and shoot straight.